first of all, straight pride is only traffic. I mean, it's just traffic. Second of all, hello to everybody listening near and far. And thanks to my new and current listeners of my newest podcast. I have some stuff I want to talk about. This is not going to be a really long podcast at all. And I'll have some playbacks of other voicemails from previous listeners to playback. And a clip from the last episode um, when I went to Detroit. I'll talk about my trip to Detroit as well. And it was a lot of fun. So uh, that's all I had to say as for starters is straight pride is just traffic. There are memes going on about they're just saying, oh, just something is just something. I don't know. Like they're saying, (laughs) they said, freaking barbecue sauce is just Dr. Pepper or something like that. I thought it was funny. And they had Maggie Simpson from The Simpsons pointing at a board saying it's just something. So I figured I'd put a picture under um, on Instagram and Twitter with a description that said, you know, straight pride is just traffic. And I put a picture of Boston with all five or four lanes filled with traffic, which looked absolutely unnecessary because that's exactly what that was, was absolutely unnecessary. It's just traffic. So I'll be back with the additional content. So, continuing on with what I started off with, before going on about some stuff that I was dealing with and also my trip to Detroit. Um, So I'm going to be writing a blog about something. I want to stay on topic. I don't want to keep bouncing all over the place, but I'm going to do some writing real quick. It's about something. I'm going to be spreading awareness about something that's really, really important and everybody is not exempt from it. You're You're not untouchable from it. So just that's a hint of what we're getting at. Um, So back to the beginning, when I said straight pride is just traffic, it is. You guys can have straight pride every other month except for June. That's the only month you can't have it in. And then you come around and you try to start it there in June. And then they're trying to do it in Boston. They're actually planning on doing it in Boston. And nah, it's not going to go over too well. Because, yeah, all the rainbows are going to come and overcrowd the blandness of the straightness. Sorry. But it's true. Like, what did you, what did, what did you have to fight over? You didn't get bashed for being in love with the same sex you didn't get murdered or burned alive or stoned to death you don't have any death threats coming after you for being straight so what are you celebrating what exactly are you celebrating exactly you're just doing it just to inconvenience those that actually have actually had to fight over stuff and have actually had to escape from being killed and all of the horrible things you can think of so your straight pride is just traffic extra emphasis on the word just it's just traffic understand that it's not celebration worthy 
but you can celebrate it every other time except for June. So leave June to the rainbows and not to y'all. So for those of you who are listening that actually feel like straight pride needs to be celebrated, I got a gazillion questions for you. Listen to it, rewind it back and listen to the questions again. Moving along. Tomorrow, I'm going to be participating in this event and I'm going to be in the swarm of thousands of people and I'm gonna be meeting up with some friends here and there within the Boston community. And this is gonna be my third year going. Every other time I've gone, I've always missed it. It's for some reason, it always has this burst of excitement. This like burst of energy that comes through as soon as you get to the government station. For those of you who've traveled around Boston, you know what I'm talking about. You get on the light rail and you go to government station and you go up the escalator. From the moment you're in Park Street, getting onto the green line, going towards the government station, well, the Boston City Hall area where Pride is happening. Uh, you can It's like a wave of excitement that comes over while you're going up the escalator. It's like, <laughs> I can't exactly describe it, but it feels nostalgic almost. Um, and no one's gonna like bother you about nothing because there's all kinds of people there. So just me and my long white cane and my backpack with my portable charger and whatnot. I know where all the locations are, so I'm safe. I don't have to worry about nothing happening to me uh, because everybody else is there and they shouldn't have to worry about anything happening to them either. It's a place where everybody comes together and they celebrate. Um, You come out, sometimes you run into people that you never thought you would befriend. You don't know what happens, just as long as it's something good. That's all that matters is something good that comes out of this event. Last year I went to Pride. It was fun. Um, It was a lot of fun. I took a lot of pictures. I had a portable charger with me. And I made sure I was able to take as many pictures and videos as possible. I got to ride on the bikes. Well, it was a carriage that was attached to a bike. And drove around the downtown Boston area with these giant flags sticking out on each side of my seat and we're just driving around the Boston area. This time I'm going to have a folding white cane. I'm not going to have a straight white cane. That is funny. You take a straight white cane to pride. (laughs) It's just like the time I went to Gay 90s in downtown Minneapolis on Hennepin Avenue a couple of years ago and I couldn't find a comfortable folding cane. So I had to ask my friend if I can borrow her folding cane. I didn't want to take a straight cane to a gay club, so yeah, she mentioned that. She's like, I don't think you want to take a straight cane to a gay club. It was hilarious. Um, That was completely unexpected. And we're still in contact, you know, every now and then we tweet at each other on Twitter and stuff like that. It's cool people to stay in contact with. So it's from Pittsburgh and stuff. Um, So that's what's happening. I'm taking a folding cane. I'm probably going to use a heavier folding cane instead of my fiberglass. My fiberglass cane is more sophisticated. I don't want anything to happen to that sophisticated cane Um, because you are walking around in a bunch of crowds, so you do have to be careful about 
what happens to your cane. Plus, I'm going to a poetry show later on, so I won't stay at Pride for too long. Um, I'm going to be walking around with Ira at Access Area, as well as other people um, in the Boston community. And then I'm going to disappear into the other parts of the area and get ready for a poetry show. So, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's going to linger on. There's going to be an after party after Pride anyway, so I might get to go to that. I don't know yet. So, talking about my trip to Michigan, I'm going to tell you what the hell happened. I may have already talked about it in my last episode, but the last episode was done while I was in Detroit. Um, This week in itself has just been crazy, and I'm glad it's Friday. You have no idea. I'm just really, really glad. Last, well, this past week, I just came back from my trip on Tuesday, and it was kind of, I was bummed out that it was finished, but I was kind of glad at the same time. Glad because I'm back in my own environment, but a bummer because it was fun not being in Massachusetts for once in a long time. So it was a mixture of mixed emotions, pretty much. Mixture. So I had to get back to come teach. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what the whole intention was, mainly, was to get back and teach. Then flying to Michigan last week on Thursday was crazy. I ended up in two spots, like two stops before actually arriving. So I went from Boston to Tennessee to Baltimore. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Two stops. That was unexpected. Two stops. And during my stop to Michigan, actually on in Baltimore, Uh, There was a tornado watch happening. It was terrible. It was absolutely horrible. There was wind blowing and it was all that kind of crap going on. The airport had to be shut down from Baltimore to Detroit. It was completely shut down. I'm like, yo, this is freaking nuts. I've never had this happen before at all. All of my flights that I've ever taken were always like as they should have been. But for some odd reason, that that thing occurred. And it just, like, derailed the smooth sailing. I was supposed to arrive in Michigan by, like, 4 or something. I didn't get there till like, 6 o'clock, going on 7. And didn't really get to settle in until about 8 o'clock at night. So I was out from, like, 6 a.m. earlier than that, actually. Because I had to get to the airport via Uber. So I was out by like 3.30 in the morning. Mainly the reason why I left that early is because from the airport in my house is like really tricky. There's construction happening in Boston. So some of the roads are cut off. So I wanted to give myself time to let the driver recalibrate if they get stuck in a certain pathway of traffic, which actually happened. So had I actually left at a time close enough to my flight takeoff, I probably would have been really close to cutting it and almost missing my flight. Plus he went the wrong way. Then he had to drive all around the city again 
and he actually drove past my neighborhood to get back to the airport. Now, I felt like that was a bit awkward. It wasn't, I don't think that all that was necessary. It was weird. I think he did it because he thought, oh, we have a blind passenger. We can, we could play games and try to like steal a couple of extra bucks off of her. She's not going to know. Of course I know what you were doing. I was following you through the GPS button. So you weren't slick. I made Uber correct that fee to the way it was supposed to be. It was not going to be no 30-something dollars or whatever. And we brought it back down to $11 as it was supposed to be. Because him and I both knew that he could have taken a much more intelligent road to the airport. He decided not to go on Stero Drive, but he did. He should have gone on Stero Drive and he would have avoided that whole situation. So... It was already crazy, and that's the reason why I always choose those flights early in the morning, because I want to avoid those chaotic situations, give the driver and myself some time to recalibrate and get calm and not get too nervous. And so we got there to the airport. The security experience was very smooth. None of my electronic equipment got damaged. I was very happy for that. And I definitely was not physically harassed over some lousy air pockets anywhere. So that was very successful. That was only one way. Didn't want to get too excited because I didn't know what was going to happen when I was coming back. So we saved the excitement for after, just in case it was, you know, not successful like like it was in Boston. Um, so that whole holdup in Baltimore was a disaster. Um, overall, because Southwest is who they are they gave everybody free drinks or whatever they wanted and I was like give me a rum and coke I need a rum and coke as early as it was in the morning I actually late in the afternoon I didn't give a damn I was like give me that rum and coke and yeah I need that like immediately because I was so stressed out so bummed so by the time I finally got to Michigan the next the next thing was finding the pickup spot for Uber to go to my friend's house. And that was another roundabout strange experience. I have to remember this route for the next time, but I don't know. It's going to be a really long time before I go because it just is. It's not for anything bad. It's just is what it is, you know, because I got a lot of stuff going on in Boston so it might be several months before I revisit again but it's totally fine we're all busy people so it's just the way things are um so anyways fast forwarding from the chaos of the airports um we get to the concert it was awesome I got to see Kem and Robin Thicke was there and I have some audio footage of that Um, I recorded video and I took pictures and I did audio footage of the concert because I wanted to put it in the podcast. So I do have that for you guys to listen to. Um, It was awesome. Like he, he sang all the songs that I really liked. And I was like, I'm not embarrassed that I know all the lyrics to those songs from word to word. And I was jamming the hell out of that song. 
I kept the microphone further away from me because I didn't want to be heard singing loudly at the top of my lungs. It was loud. My friend couldn't hear me anyway, so at least I don't think she could have. But I was singing the hell out of that song and all the songs actually, word for word. And then they did an Aretha Franklin uh, tribute. And then after the concert, it freaking poured cats and dogs. Like the rain went through my hat into my hair. It, yeah, it rained pretty damn hard. By the time we got in the car, I'm pretty sure we left wet marks in the car because we were soaked from front to back and left to right, like totally. By the time we got into our resting space, um, we pretty much went straight to bed. Like there was nothing about, like there was nothing to even talk about. It was just like, we were just tired and this rain was a complete, it beat us down, like totally. Um, and I was glad that my friend came with me. So shout out to friend. I won't say their name because privacy is respected. Um, so shout out to my friends for coming to me, coming to the concert with me. I don't think I would go by myself. It was just too much. I couldn't. My anxiety would not permit and it wasn't going to be a safe idea. Um, being there by myself, trying to figure things out. Um, next time something like that happens, we will plan not only getting there, but plan how we're going to get out of there safely. This is nothing that's easy for you to flag down a security guard and have him bring you to a spot where your car can come pick you up safely. Um, it was an open space. It was at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater, which is an open space by the water. So there wasn't exactly a safe point to get a car to get you out of there. So we had to walk all the way down to a spot where we can find a driver and a driver was having a hard time finding us. But moving along, we did manage to enjoy the rest of the time that I was there. We went out to the Charles H. Wright Museum. Um, and I got some like Black Panther jewelry, Wakanda ring and jewelries. Um, Black Pride flag I have on my desk, my friend gave to me, which is really nice. I really appreciate that. It's on my desk next to my coffee mugs and things like that. And my giant bottle of Haitian rum that my aunt gave to me. I'm not gonna rush to drink that. It's too tasty to rush. It was handmade. Haitian rum, you heard, straight out of Haiti, so when these things, you cannot rush to drink it, because you ain't gonna find it again, you're gonna have to wait till you find them, you're gonna have to wait till you see that relative again to bring you some of that rum, that's so good, it's made with clear rum, yummy, <laughs> uh, I gotta fix me a shot tomorrow, yeah, um, so, that went well, uh, what else? I wanted to do a podcast with my friend while I was there, but I thought about it, but it was just not enough time in the day. It was just, oh my gosh, it was thing after thing after thing. And at one point we decided we were just going to hang out and chill. And then we ended up going out to get stuff, I guess. 
um, because it was coming close to the time where I had to go back to Boston. And a lot of the folks that were living in the Detroit area thought I was from Michigan. And so they were like, oh yeah, are you coming to this event coming up next weekend? And I'm like, sorry, (laughs) I'm actually, I live in Boston. I can't, I'll be back in Boston by like Tuesday. So sorry, I'll see you guys sometime in the fall or something. Because there's, you know, something going on there. Hopefully I should be able to go to that event and I'll see them again. Um, But it didn't hurt to stay in contact. That's totally fine. You know, stay in contact with them. And, you know, it's cool to meet other people and network or whatever from other states and things like that. So, yeah. Tons and tons of fun. It was great to not be in Massachusetts for a couple of days. Uh, The next time, I'm going to aim for a whole entire week and two days. Let's see. Hopefully within that week and two days, I stretch it to, I could go to one of the movie theaters with the reclining chairs over there in Detroit. And then watch a funny movie. Or go to another performance, whether it's a live performance or another concert who knows what's gonna happen next and this time I'm not doing fedora hats I'm gonna put my dreadlocks back into a mohawk so I'm gonna share this audio clip with you guys after telling you about my trip and then tell you about other things that happened
are interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like uh, hundreds of episodes ago you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com and I'll say it again casu305 at outlook.com Previously on several episodes ago. Sounds pretty good. And it's it's plenty it's a plethora of other restaurants in Detroit that, you know like a very typical one, since I know you're from Massachusetts or whatever, I'm pretty sure there's not a Coney Island there. So Um, I've heard of it somewhere in Mass like somewhere in the Boston area. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a rarity, but like in Michigan, they're everywhere. Oh my gosh. Literally. They're everywhere. I know one place I'm going to avoid after my experience in Minneapolis. I used to live there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Freaking White Castle Burger. <laughs> Am I the only one with a problem with that place? Oh, man. <laughs> White Castle burgers, they're so good, but they just mess with your digestive system. No, I get a severe case of freaking mud butt. I swear. Uh, oh just... my gosh, that's a laxative in the form of food. Literally, <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember this one time where I went back home from college, and like, yeah, I um, my dad bought home like a 30 case of White Castle for family, so I'm just like, thank you, I haven't White Castle in a long time. Oh, 30 God. minutes later, I'm like, I regret having White Castle in a long time. Everybody was in the bathroom waiting. I'm like, I got a pool. Dad, get out of the bathroom. He's like, I'll go use the bathroom. Now stand up. Like, I don't want to. Sitting on a toilet. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it, in my opinion, for Diner Dash, Sometimes it, it affects their um, you know, their checking, their checks and shit like that. Like yes. you know, some people run out and some people don't make a lot of money from restaurants. from restaurants. So for you to just dine and just eat the food that they took the time out to serve to you and not pay your recreations for it is just wrong. That's just wrong. I agree. I feel bad for that, but. It's, it's kind of crazy because there was a group of five people in another state that dipped out of paying a $500 bill. Like, question, what are you eating for $500? That's what I want to know. That, that's the cure. What the hell is that? I are know. you eating a cure to all dis- like diseases or something? That's what I want to know. What restaurant you know? I'm about to say, if it's, if it's not a 10-star restaurant that can for one bite make you full then it's not worth it what the hell and me of a person of a big ass appetite saying that $500 worth of eating is it's not worth it that's not even that's uh, more than a month's worth of groceries are you kidding me literally yes. you can pay like you can pay bills with that money instead you Hell take yes. it to a restaurant 
that's why I, that's why I don't eat out uh, as often when I get back home. Like when I go back home to Detroit, that's why I don't I hardly eat out. I'm about to say I, I prefer some home cooking anyway. So yeah, I agree. What I like to do is I like to make ground turkey lasagna with peppers mm-hmm. and onions and cayenne pepper. Oh my so my good. parents. My parents are Haitian, so I know how to like put together some good ass Haitian food. So, mm. yeah, I don't mess with the um, restaurants all the time. But if I have a chance to cook from home, best you already know what I'm about to do. Shit, okay. I'm about to say. And I wanted to show them off to the public because that was my promise. I told them a year ago that once I collected enough of their artwork their photography and I find a venue to show them off at that's what was going to happen yes it took a long time but at least I didn't fail at it I stuck to my word and that was it I was working behind the scenes on it and it was very successful everything down from the coffee to the freaking like seating arrangement all of that was marvelously done so and here i am today right now chilling here doing a podcast with momo bites how about you my week went pretty well wednesday i finally got rid of some stress mm-hmm Hi, Casper. Hi. I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you, and that should be a book. That you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay. And why apologize for being you when you're, when you yourself is so inspiring, so extraordinary. You have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing. And I just would love to work with you one day, you know, which would be up to you, but I would love to work with you one day. I love your spirit. So I'm wishing you love, showing you love, blessings and much more success. Okay. And you have another listener. I'm here and I'm happy to be with all of them. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Dope. It's just dope. Keep up the good work. I'm paying attention. I'm watching. Yo, what's up? I just want to let you know I ain't forgot about you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I ain't forgot about you, man. I'm still out here listening to your podcast, you know. But I'm here. I'm chilling. I'm listening to your podcast right now. I just listened to your latest episode. So, yeah, that was an excellent episode, man, you know. Um, excellent, excellent. Um, but, yeah, man. Um. Always good to hear from you. Peace. Hi, Casper. Troy Larson from the Root Beer Bar Podcast. Uh, I heard your hearing loss episode and just wanted to add my two cents. Uh, 
I guess for me, for somebody who uses a cochlear implant, uh, like if I'm maybe uh, waiting for a bus somewhere, uh, like a Metro Mobility bus, and somebody just all of a sudden starts talking, um, depending on what I hear him say, I wonder, uh, I might ask him, are you talking to me? You know, and um, so, uh, yeah, I guess the best way to, uh, if you know my name, uh, if you want to talk to me to say my name, uh, you know, like if you all of a sudden come into a room or something. Um, so that's just my two cents, and uh, I hope you have a good day. Lastly, I would like to say thanks to everybody who submitted voicemails and comments and whatnot. And if you want to join me on another episode in the future, let me know. There's an email provided in there, or you can send me a voicemail on the Anchor platform. Um, Thanks for listening. And once again, straight pride is just traffic. Bye.